This episode is brought to you by Legacy Brand. Legacy Brand is a company that offers premium apparel and focuses on quality design, innovation, and value. Not only does Legacy Brand focus on fashion, but they are a multifaceted company that also offers business services such as consulting and decentralized management. For your fashion and business needs, check out Legacy Brand at www.legacybrandcompany.com. Welcome back to another episode of Couch Detectives. I'm your host, LB, that's me, and we have made it through the first month of the year here on Couch Detectives. I hope each and every one of you are working hard towards whatever goals you have set, and I hope you are excited and ready about the new month and all that it will bring. As always a huge thank you for your continued love and support. It is always appreciated. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family. I hope you enjoy this episode and it will encourage you to stick around and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on. You can also follow Couch Detectives Podcast for visuals and updates on Instagram at Couch Detectives Podcast. Now let's jump right into it. So we are on the last episode for Stalker Awareness Month and what a roller coaster ride it has been. These cases have made me angry, sad, and wanting to seek answers. So I reached out to a couple of officers to gain a better understanding of the protocol when it comes to stalking. And at the end of this episode, I want to discuss some of my findings with you. So stick around. But first, we have a very recent case to discuss. It's actually still under investigation, so it might be a little shorter than the other cases, but I still wanted to bring attention to it because it's one of those cases that not only pulls at your heartstrings, but it also makes you want to fight for justice. Washington, D.C., this week, I am in your backyard as I bring you this very recent and extremely tragic case. This is the case of Miss Sylvia Matthews. In 2021, just last year, last month actually, we have 71-year-old Miss Sylvia Diane Matthews. So you are going to hear me consistently refer to her as Miss Sylvia simply out of respect is how I prefer to address my elders. So yes. Miss Sylvia was born on September 27, 1950, in Washington, D.C. A lot of her family called her by her middle name, Diane, so you may hear me reference her as that as well. It is not reported if Miss Sylvia was married or if she had any children, but we do know if she was a devoted member of her church and beloved by her family, which is why what happened to her was nothing less than a tragedy. Her loved ones described her as one of those people who always made others feel welcome and cared about. She was always willing to step up and help people in need. Back in 1997, Miss Sylvia was working at the pharmacy in Old Lorton Reformatory, which was a correctional institution in DC, 
but it's now actually a museum, but that's neither here nor there. While Miss Sylvia was working at the pharmacy, she met an inmate by the name of Michael Garrett. I did not find out why Michael was incarcerated, but he was there nonetheless. Miss Sylvia went to work daily and was focused on nothing but working. Unfortunately for her, Michael was focused on nothing but her. Unbeknownst to Miss Sylvia, Michael developed an unhealthy fixation on her, and upon his release in 1998, he began stalking her. Thankfully, though, he was charged after she caught him climbing through her bathroom window and then chasing her to a neighbor's house. When the police arrived, they found him hiding in the closet in her basement and arrested him. In addition to stalking, he was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon and destruction of property and sent to prison for a long time this time. In 1999, he was sent to prison for 24 years for these crimes. Good news for Miss Sylvia because now she gets to live at peace. Well, at least for 22 years. So although Michael Garrett was sentenced to 24 years, in March of last year, he was granted compassionate leave due to a COVID outbreak at the jail that he was housed at. So after 22 years, he's back out. And one could argue that because jail is supposed to be for rehabilitation, that he might have learned his lesson or not. Shortly after his release from 22 years in prison, he went right back to his old ways. Miss Sylvia hadn't moved. She lived in her home for 33 years. And for the past 22, she didn't have anything to worry about. She was able to go on with her everyday tasks with no worries. But they came back when Michael was released. On October 7th, 2021, Miss Sylvia called the police because he had shown up at her house. They came and he was arrested at her front door on her property. He was charged with threatening her after he had just served 22 years for something similar. And you know what the prosecutors did? They declined to take the case. So he was pretty much free to go and continue on with his stalking. Prosecutors also declined to tell the public why they declined to take the case. Two weeks later, on October 22nd, 2021, this 66-year-old man shows up at Miss Sylvia's home yet again. And this time, he actually beats her outside of her home. The police were called, and when they showed up, they arrested him again, but suspended the prosecution again with no details as to why they were suspending it again. But it has been reported that Michael possibly had mental issues, but he was stable enough to continually show up at her home. So this time around, Miss Sylvia is obviously terrified. Between October and December, she called the police at least four times to report issues with Michael. Her family said they didn't know him, but they knew of him from all of the things that he did to Miss Sylvia and all of the times that she reported this. On December 3rd, 2021, at about 7.30 a.m., 
Miss Sylvia called the police again to report that Michael was breaking into her car and attempted to break into her house. But by the time police got there, he was gone. She called back at about 8.44 a.m. to say that she just saw him again and she had him on the phone. When the police arrived, they spoke to him on her phone and just told him to leave her alone. But that's it. Just leave her alone. Not we're coming to arrest you, we're coming to find you. Just leave her alone. But if you've been listening this month, then you know that these stalkers are not listening to anything the police is saying. And at this point, I feel like they should have been watching her house or something. A little after 11 a.m., another call comes into the police station. But this time, it was from a neighbor who heard a disturbance coming from Miss Sylvia's home. When they arrived, Miss Sylvia was found unconscious in her basement with serious injuries to her head. And... Michael Garrett was standing right next to her body. But he said that she called him over because she was scared. And he had just showed up to her house and the door was already open. He said he was going to call the police, but his phone was dead. Sir, just stop. Police arrested him again and charged him with assault with intent to kill and labeled it as domestic in nature. Miss Sylvia died of her injuries the next day at the hospital and Michael's charges were up to second degree murder, which I think it should be first degree, but that's just me. And again, although he has been charged, this case is still open and being investigated. So that's all the information that is out right now. However, I'm sure some of you are probably wondering the status of their relationship. There are absolutely no reports of any type of relationship between Miss Sylvia and Michael. He just became obsessed with her and that obsession ended in her tragic death. I feel like this case probably leaves you with more questions than answers. Me too. So as this case develops, I will surely keep you updated. So while speaking with officers about how frustrated I was while investigating and researching these cases, I let them know that almost all of my cases this month happened because a lot of times when they were reported, police failed to show up for these victims. With the exception of Carrie Farber, all of these victims reached out to the police. Shakita, Rana, and Miss Sylvia. And in most cases, victims do reach out. So I wanted to know from the police, what is it about stalking cases that does not get as much attention and that does not get as much justice as other cases? Now, one of the officers that I spoke with said that police work 100% at the victim's will. And when they report things, they investigate it thoroughly. I like to believe that, but I told him that these cases told me otherwise. He was adamant about the fact that they do their part to ensure the safety of these victims. I'll take his word for it. Now, speaking with the other officer, I was able to get a little more detail. And he said that stalking is 
a serious felony, especially when they are domestic. However, he also said that stalking is very hard to prove. And when they are domestic in nature, it's hard to stick because in some cases, if the person decides to go back at any point, it almost makes their stalking claims hard to follow up with. With 66% of female victims formally having some type of intimate relationship with their stalkers, for police, it often boils down to a simple domestic situation. And it's not that they aren't taking it serious, it's just usually that it's reoccurring and the follow-through isn't always present. However, for the other 34% who never had a relationship with their stalker, it gets a little tricky and sometimes stalkers know how to work the system. Knowing to show up at public places while their victim is there, even if it's like five times in one day, they know that it's still a public place and it's hard to prove that they are there specifically for them. So the overall consensus was that it's pretty much just hard to prove. But I told them in these cases, they had the proof. They called the police. They had the orders and they were still violated. They told me that the protocol is pretty standard across the board, but in some cases, it's not always airtight, and there are times when justice isn't fully served, but it's typically more behind the scenes than what's being revealed. Now, this is definitely not a podcast to criticize law enforcement. I know oftentimes they do their best, but this is a podcast to bring awareness to victims. And I do believe that in most of these cases, if law enforcement did a better job, then these women would still be with us today. On the other hand, there are some terrible people in the world and they aim to make others' lives a living hell. And when that's the goal, nothing and no one can stop them. It's unfortunate, but it's also a reality. If you are someone that you know are a member of law enforcement, know that this podcast appreciates the work that you do. If you or someone that you know are a victim of stalking, know that this podcast will always speak out and fight for you. Although we don't have a plethora of information about Miss Sylvia and the details of this case, she was still a victim. So let's remember her today and keep her family in our prayers. This case was hard for me to research and write, mainly because the victim is an elderly woman and I have a soft spot for the elderly, but also because I just imagine the fear that she had to endure. I think about the women in my life around Miss Sylvia's age that means so much to me, and this could have been one of them. Death is already difficult to deal with and process. But when someone Miss Sylvia's age is killed in the manner that she was killed in, it just adds another layer of hurt for me. After the initial stalking then two decades of some sort of peace, he re-entered her life and tragically took it away. They are currently using the phrase alleged killer when referring to Michael Garrett. And that frustrates me too, because all of the evidence points to him. So call him the killer that he is. I do hope that justice will be served, the system will do what's right, and peace will be given to Miss Sylvia's family. Until next time, Couch Detectives, keep an eye out on your backyard.